0: Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Brew Bloods.
1: You could learn a lot about a woman by getting smashed with her. That from noted singer-songwriter Tom Waits. Welcome to episode 102 of Brew Bloods. That's that's very masculine of you. This is our uh, third or fourth attempt to record this episode. Yeah, it
2: is, and this is the first time we've actually been allowed to record inside. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) Although, between our two wives, they either kick us out to the decks or the uh, patio, or we have to go to some other location
1: that uh, is also outside. But uh, your wife is away doing something called work, (laughs) yeah, and my wife is away (laughs) doing something called work, so here we are. so we're allowed to be indoors. (laughs) We're allowed to bump. It's a one-time only thing. Yeah, we're allowed to bump our uh, uglies together to make a (laughs) podcast. Well, that too. That's a common thing, though. So, what we wanted to talk about the previous three times and this time mm-hmm. was the Vice show called Beerland. And if you're not familiar we, we've with We've
2: rehearsed show, the script several times oh yeah, at this point.
1: And it was, a, it was a script from the beginning. Right. We yeah. have Oscar award-winning uh, screenwriters, yeah. or pod writers, I guess. Yeah, exactly. To write this show. And it's a show from Vice, and if you're not familiar with Vice, Vice is a started out as a journalistic website, very raw reporting, uh, kind of... I don't know if it's Gonzo reporting quite... Right, but, very raw, edgy. I don't even know if "in your face" is the right word, but they weren't afraid to tackle the, the tough concepts. Yeah, they have no limits for sure. Yeah, uh,
2: that's not only Showtime that has no limits; they <laughs> yeah. also have no limits.
1: And they started out there. I think their first show was the Vice News documentary series. I think it was weekly, like eight or ten episodes every year on HBO.
2: Yeah, I was going to say they also had like a special three or four part series on HBO about I can't remember what it was, but they've had a couple of different
1: uh, HBO specials Specials. yeah Yeah. and then now they have vice news which i don't know if it's every night or if it's weekly i'm not sure or as mark calls it fake news exactly um and then they decided i guess it was last year or the year before they decided to start vice land which is a channel that you can get on most digital platforms uh sling used to be on psv but it's not anymore at least not right now because they're part of viacom right uh you can get it on dish i know maybe maybe direct tv i don't really hulu live has it hulu live yeah yeah there's, there's a few so you can find it out there, or yeah. if you want to, you can go to their website and right. watch websites there, or w- watch websites, <laughs> watch episodes there. Yeah, uh, they do have other shows. <laughs> do you will, like websites, Mark? Uh, I do. I do like websites. <laughs> There's uh, Michael K. Williams' show that explores the inner city of inner cities of various countries, which is really interesting. Does Michael W. Smith have a show? I don't know. It, maybe maybe that'll be the sequel series. <laughs> it's all Michael's with the first and last <laughs> yeah. and middle initial. Uh, Michael Forbes. That'll yeah, exactly. Um, Michael Jackson, the Untold Tales. <laughs> right. Uh, the, there's another interesting show in there called Jungle Town, I think, that they advertise every freaking commercial break. I don't know yeah. which platform you're watching it on, but on Sling, they advertise the show Jungle Town on every single episode break. Uh, I was watching it on Hulu Live, and they
2: advertised the fact that Carl's Jr. is coming out with a burger with a rib oh. uh, on top of it. So you
1: got that every commercial break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also got- Which,
2: oddly enough, we just watched Shark Tank and saw the guys who sold the ribs to Carl's Jr., mm. so- it's come full circle for me.
1: The other commercial they would show every single commercial break across all six episodes of Beerland was the upcoming Tupac Shakur biopic, All Eyes with a Z on me on June 16th. Ah, okay. so, and keep. I don't know how it is, again, on Hulu, but on Sling, the, the show would be at a normal volume, and then the commercials would be about 20 decibels louder. <laughs> Fortunately, it was pretty balanced on Hulu. Maybe it's just I'll, a I'll give fit. Hulu that credit. So, yeah, Vice has got... They're all, they're all reality shows. When I want to say reality shows. I don't mean like... Project Runway, or up until Beerland, I should say. They've all they're all typically sort of documentary. It's not like the Brew style. Bloods reality
2: show where Mark's yeah. having sex with random women behind a couch. <laughs> exactly. So it's not. It's not that kind of thing. Like Road Rules and the uh, Real World. <laughs> yes. It's not like that. Yeah, that's exactly how the show goes. Our reality show. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much the podcast yeah. behind the
1: scenes. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he's, of, the, he's the Daisy Fuentes of, yeah. of Birdbloods. And part of the game show is you have to guess which last call casualty <laughs> right. I'm making it with. Exactly, yes. Uh, yeah, so vice He li- just pops his head up, and then it's bobbing, and he <laughs> yes, has to decide. Exactly. I'm sure my wife really appreciates this line of humor. <laughs> I'm sure it's she's an open marriage. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, she knows how what sweet, sweet love we make. Mm-hmm. We're actually having sex as we do the show right of now. Of
2: course. And, uh, well, that's part of the show, too. Uh, that's bonus features.
1: Uh <laughs> so Viceland is up until now as far as I know I could be wrong they haven't done any competition shows everything's been documentary-esque reality shows I think that's true yeah and they decided I guess to get in bed with ABM Bev and do <laughs> Beerland which is a show that is sort of a game show and we'll get into the details later but Beerland comes from Golden Road Brewing owner Meg Gill who is who claims she's not ABM Bev She yeah she's a bit of a controversial figure um she Sold AB and Bev to I'm well, sorry she sold the road Bev, to yeah. AB and Bev in yeah. 2015, and yet as as recent as two to three weeks ago, she was I think she's from Oakland. She moved to Los Angeles to start the brewery, and she, now she's back in Oakland. Right, wanted to start a beer garden, and she was there for a for a press the flesh event, and with the people of Oakland on 40th Street, we're sure. supposed to start this thing. And rather than the warm welcome, I guess thing, I think she was expecting, she got protests.
2: You guess
1: yeah, I guess. And 40th, right. I guess. And uh, she got protests because people... Apparently, every other business on that street is locally owned. True. Not owned by some giant conglomerate. And on top of that, there were other complaints such as uh, par- parking spaces. Parking is a premium in Oakland. Right. Oh, it definitely is. And sh- she and Golden Road and AB and Bev, by extension, wanted five parking spaces to themselves. Tax-free. So, I guess, True. no meters on that street as well. And so, they protested about that. And then, recently... Apparently, Golden Road in Los Angeles uh, lost some license when an inspector, a city inspector came out. We're also having Thundercast now, by the way. Yeah, but, um, apparently. Yeah, they came out, and apparently their uh, wastewater disposal was not up to snuff. And so they lost oh, nice. some sort of wastewater certification, and yeah. so people were also protesting about that. So have you been to Oakland? I know I've never been to Oakland at all. I haven't been to the Bay Area at all.
2: Okay, I've been to Oakland once. We went to a, went to San Francisco for a trip, and then I spent one day hanging out with uh, our good break room friend Felipe Thirteen over on the Oakland side. And um, yeah, I would say parking is quite a bitch over there. Yeah. So if they want to have five spots, that's going to be a premium. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll. I don't know. Maybe it'll calm down at some point. Uh, but yeah, right now, no. It's it, it's pretty much premium.
1: Yeah, I will say that uh, Meg Gill, I didn't know much about her up until the show, and so I looked up her Wikipedia, you know, the common fount of information. And it totally reads like it was written by Meg or some lackey of hers. Right. It says in ju- In just a few short years, Meg has created partnerships with major retailers, including Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and Costco, through targeted distribution of high quality fresh beer and community mm-hmm. partnerships. Uh, Golden Road Brewing hopes to grow craft share in its local market while becoming a symbol of the city of L.A. High-quality craft beer. We'll see. Yeah. It's very, very hacky. Hacky.
2: It is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, amongst the review of the show today, we also have the uh, review of one Golden Road beer that we were actually able to get our hands on.
1: Yeah. So how familiar are you with Golden Road's beers? I'm not familiar
2: with them at all. Nor I didn't even I. know we had
1: it here. I didn't either. I uh, can't say I've ever seen one
2: yeah. in stores. Yeah the fact that the show existed made me go and look for a beer just mm-hmm. to say okay it's ABN bev they probably distribute here cuz for some reason like we've mentioned several times dallas tends to get um most everybody most everybody from the west and east coast and a lot of central coast too central coast central area as well, <laughs> well it's guess, just it's interesting that we get you know something from everywhere it, yeah. it's kind of dallas isn't a sweet spot for a lot of that beyond beer i mean you know we get shake shack we get mm-hmm. in and out we get uh five guys we get like you know is there something cool on the east coast something cool on the west coast we kind of like have the we're like in the middle area where they're like
1: yeah we'll just go ahead and blanket it all in dfw yeah exactly which is nice we're yeah it is that, that is one big advantage of being here yeah we're in a food and beverage sweet spot in a lot we of really ways. are yes and we have the best barbecue uh yeah no, take that memphis that. take that st louis yeah yeah, screw you, Memphis. <laughs> so I'm also not familiar with it, and I know you you managed to find it at one local regional store called Total Wine, <laughs> right? Very
2: local, extremely local. Um, and did you yeah, go, they only had one one item from Golden Road. That did was you it. go
1: there seeking out just that beer? And, you, and did you? Call I, I went places? there
2: seeking out anything from Golden Road.
1: Oh, that's, what, that's what I mean. So you you went there specifically to Total Wine, and you went there for the Wolf Among Weeds IPA, or that's what you managed to get. The well, I didn't beer. go there for that, but yeah, that's that's what I ended up with. And we should note that this beer on RateBeer Beer gets a ninety five overall, seventy seven in style. Kind of yeah. a discrepancy there.
2: Yeah, it, well it actually gets pretty good reviews overall. Yeah. And, and and again, I would have thought the fact that it's distributed here, even though it's an ABM Bev product, much like Goose Island and other things, I, I would have thought it would have had a little more notoriety uh for being that highly rated.
1: Yeah, you know, but, but uh, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't hear about it. But even prior to the ABM bev purchase, I can't recall anybody ever talking about them. They they may have not been around here prior to that yeah true you know but even i, I don't since, know even since then you still hear people talk, talking about goose island right so it makes me think that maybe i don't want to speak ill of meg gill to make a rhyme just in time yeah. but i don't know her but maybe it was a brewery that was built to be sold much <clears throat> yeah, like from around here you know may have been built to be sold um sure. i don't want to maybe not maybe she just saw an opportunity to get a a, a truckload of cash dumped on her front lawn and took it which i can't yeah. say that i necessarily blame her either
2: no, I don't blame her either.
1: So what do you think of this uh, Wolf Among the Weeds IPA? It uh, has an ABV of 8%, and I don't see the IBU on here, so I don't know what it is. But it's, uh, uh, Yeah, I, is was a, look,
2: I was looking for that, too. Um, I mean, even untapped gives it uh, you know a 3.9. Yeah. That's pretty high. Um, yeah, I don't see an IBU anywhere, but, um, you know, it's a little bit dank.
1: That's kind of how those dank. West Coast IPAs go. A little bit sweet. Uh, it is. I will give it to uh, Gill's credit, as you'll find out in Beerland. Uh, it's, it's very clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's very clear. It's clear and it's light. Has it is light? It's a l- little bit hoppy, a little bit bitter. It looks a little bit like if you have a dehydrated urine stream. Exactly. Yeah, my frequent uh, comparison yeah, sure. model. Right. I think it's really well balanced for an IPA. Right. Conversely, I would say in this beer, there's nothing that really just blows my skirt up and just says, "Take me now." What does blow your
2: skirt up? because we've been asking that for weeks.
1: <laughs> Air, first of all. That mm. frequently blows my skirt up. I'm sure. Well, like, you know, other uh, outstanding IPAs like um Hattie Topper or Pliny, of course. Yeah, sure. Locally, the Vertigo from um Double Ray, I like a lot. In that category, um <coughs> the Green Flash For me, fla- the, for the, me the Mosaic does it. Okay, mosaic. I would so. say the Green Flash IPA I think is mm-hmm. a stellar example of a yeah, true. really yeah. good standard issue uh west coast ipa well
2: especially the oak mosaic really blows it. well up. yes oak mosaic too yeah
1: that does but more um, than blow my skirt up blows a lot of other things too i <laughs>
2: know hey, yeah but it's a very drinkable easy yeah, it's drinkable. ipa it's a little bit dank but not too much i mean like if you were going to introduce somebody to ipas that's probably not a horrible entry point yeah um it's it's a nice it's an imperial but it's a single so it's it's not too overly hoppy um It's got the problem with it to me is it doesn't have much outside of the dank hoppy flavor. Yeah. That's pretty much what it has. Like this is a this is a standard, easy drinking West Coast IPA. Yeah. And if that's what you're looking for, which I don't mind
1: that um it, it would work fine but it just reads to me like hey let's make a west coast ipa let's yeah, let's tick some boxes off
2: yeah that's true and in fairness they're about as west coast as you can get yeah I mean, being in like the coast of la
1: and there's nothing wrong with that it's just also yeah. not like wow that blew me away
2: no no it doesn't blow you away but i think it's a good representation for the generic west coast ipa how's yeah, that it's a
1: good it's a good representation for the style for sure yeah and if you, just not the best it's not world class if someone
2: wanted a standard west coast ipa and you gave them that yeah. They would get the they would get it.
1: Yeah. They would get the idea of what that is. Let's put it that way. Yeah. For me I'd give this beer probably somewhere between three point seven five and four. It's not it's not awesome, but you know, does the job. Yeah, I'd probably give it uh I'd probably give it four point
2: two five just 'cause I love the style. Right. I'm a little bit biased, I'll admit it. You are a little bit biased. Uh, I like that I like that style a lot. You are fake news. I am. I'm real news about that style. <laughs> I'm fake neutral because I do like that style.
1: So, oh, we forgot to talk about in Oakland, uh, the other point to go back and forth as we want to do. Uh, sure. The other thing that's controversial about her while she was talking to people was uh, a, the Oakland newspaper. I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Oaklandnews.com? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she used the phrase when people were confronting her about being part of AB InBev that it's fake news. That she's she's a partner, you know, partnered with with ABM Bev, right? And he said, well, it wasn't just like she said this by mistake one time, right? She said this many times to many patrons in the area, that which it's fake news,
2: which seems strange as someone who watched all of Viceland, Land, Vice Land, all of the beer Land shows on Viceland. Um, she doesn't seem like someone that would have issued that willy nilly.
1: Yeah, I agree. And
2: I mean, just based on her personality,
1: plus in the show. it is a matter of public record that they sold themselves to ABM Bev in twenty fifteen and
2: that calling things fake news is much bs
1: (laughs) and on her wikipedia page which she obviously wrote herself it even says she's a or they are subsidiary of anheuser bush yeah so you can't say like i i feel like somewhat maybe she's faced some undue criticism for kind of the bro culture that sometimes is centered in in the beer world you know some of those dude bros that love nickelback and uh they want to mansplain things like i feel like she, maybe she gets some criticism because of that but then conversely when you go out, i think i feel like she's drawing criticisms and rightfully so for saying that it's fake news i'm not gonna say she doesn't
2: of. get that but at the same time i'd like to question where you get that source because calling it fake news doesn't matter if she's a man or a woman
1: uh, no like, no i'm saying i don't think that i'm has saying anything outside, to do with this. i'm saying other things i've seen on reddit for instance. Oh, okay, okay. outside of the fake news yeah um points i'm saying for fake news, for saying it's fake news, she absolutely deserves any criticism she gets because <laughs> right. that's just stupid.
2: That's a very Trump esque uh, yeah. thing to say, and yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's
1: very Orwellian, like right. It's just st- it's stupid. It's really stupid, and she deserves every bit of criticism she gets for that. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, for maybe for selling out, yeah, okay, she deserves some criticism. Yeah, sure. I feel like some of it, it. I feel like there's overly negative internet bias. No surprise. Yeah. That she gets and a some of it that I've seen on Reddit yeah, is a little true. bit. St- comes off as kind of sexist no surprise well
2: it's it's a sexist industry in a lot of ways
1: I don't, obviously we don't know megill i don't know what kind of person she is but she seems like a perfectly nice person she may be so. awesome
2: or she may be an ass i don't know
1: i don't know either but uh from the uh just from that one thing i think she deserves a lot of criticism
2: from the show and she doesn't seem to be an ass but yeah. you never know yeah she, she totally could be that's also you know an edited
1: persona yeah <laughs> so speaking of edited persona we're going to go soon to stern on that one all six episodes <laughs> after this <laughs>
0: Hey guys, Josh here just to let you know, to remind you, to get the word out, to put it in your brain that no matter when you're listening to this podcast Thursday is right around the corner. What's so significant about Thursday? Well, at Thursday at noon, you get to tune in and listen live to Liquid Lunt. Join myself and Catherine Contreras from She's Crafty Podcast as we join forces to bring you Texas's live midday craft beer show. It's the only one like it out there in the entire world. We're live. We take your calls at 713-678-0070. We have on the best guests in the craft beer world from the state of Texas and beyond, and it's just a fun time. You'll hear what you eatin', what you drinking we'll get the latest in uh, news and craft beer goings-ons promotions of all the latest happenings and you can be a part of the show with us each and every thursday at noon liquidlunchshow.com is where we're located also on our facebook page and our youtube channel streaming live video and audio your choice come join the party kick off the weekend thursday at noon liquidlunchshow.com that's liquid lunch we'll see you there
1: Something tells me I
0: should open the fridge. Oh. Here we go. Oh, this is cool. Cheers. Beer brings people together because there are
1: so many varieties. Brewing is like going to church. I
0: love beer so much. Cheers.
1: We brew to see their faces when they have that aha moment.
0: Wow, that is a damn good beer. such a small place. The beer is definitely the driving force of all of it. Part of my journey was to taste amazing beers, but also learn about the people behind it. I think we need another beer. You're absolutely right. Everybody cheers!
1: so beer land a new show from vice that is a show on vice and it just ended this past friday it did thursday night they had six episodes every episode focused on one to three (laughs) homebrewers a competition show sometimes one yes sometimes one several it seemed like i think it started new mexico new york or three northern california was two denver
2: was at least two if not three i think it was was at least three
1: hawaii was then one sorry denver colorado yeah. it's really denver but yeah Colorado. Which i have to question you know when it comes to hawaii i realize that the craft beer scene there is not as big as it is in every other state it's not big at all but surely there is at more least than one, one more home that could be found on yeah. one of the islands in the in, in hawaii surely don't call me surely shut up <laughs> it sounds like the, all they did was like hey let's take a vacation to wahoo we found these guys yeah i agree Um, but yeah, so every episode is sensibly focused on, we want to find one person from each region that we picked out, pick out of a group that makes an awesome beer and ABM Bev, AKA golden road is going to make and distribute that beer.
2: You're fake news.
1: And they went from uh, New Mexico to New York, Northern California, Colorado, and the aforementioned Hawaii. And then the finale ends up in at golden road brewing in Los Angeles. I
2: have a question for you originally, originally
1: uh, to start this off. I might have an answer. Um, why those places?
2: Because I don't know. Colorado, I understand. Northern California, I understand. Yeah. Why Hawaii over like maybe Oregon? Um, you know, maybe somewhere that's like known for beer culture. Maybe because people don't think about Hawaii when it comes to craft beer. And should they? Versus
1: Oregon? Well, I agree. It's and, not even close. And New Mexico. like Yeah, New Mexico's pretty random too. I mean, what is uh, New York, I understand. Yeah, sure. But I guess maybe they were trying to mix, of, maybe they're trying to save. Not Blow some of their wad all their wad for season one, yeah. They're sure. trying, trying to save some of for season two and three, maybe. I guess that makes sense, yeah. I mean, why didn't they include Austin, for instance, or Dallas, or I don't know, you could say a number of places, yeah. I, I still don't think
2: people think of Texas as like a craft brew hub.
1: I think they think um, of Austin, even, even of though Dallas it's more, but
2: yeah. Although, in fairness, we've talked about this before. Should they? I kind of think Dallas and I think Dallas maybe is, even Houston are better than Austin. Like, I
1: think. I don't know about Houston, but I think Dallas has surpassed Austin. You don't think Yellow Rose is way better than anything in Austin? Well, yeah, but I'm saying – I guess it depends on
2: the – Buried Hatchett Stout, that's, better than anything in Austin? Co- the Houston cast. Let's, well, let's my all... point is, though, I'm just saying I don't think people think of – I don't think people think of Texas as being right. one of those premier. But for the, first, for the first season, I don't know. I think you need to include Oregon if you're going to include uh, those other ones. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree on that. <laughs> Over like or Michigan. Michigan has a shitload of you know. Yeah, I would. Agree. I don't know they have major breweries, but the home brewers are going to be inspired by that. You one know? of this, one of the
1: beer signatories. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that of all these Colorado, I guess Colorado was their beer signatory for this season. Yeah, sure. And I would have to guess they're probably planning on doing more than one season. Yeah, true. So, so uh, the Oregon and Michigan got to be in the mix. In the I, next would, I would, I would hope seasons. so. Yeah. yeah. So every episode essentially, it, it seems like they wanted to be a blend of bourdain's no reservations what the hell is it called now
2: uh now it's a uh parts unknown parts unknown yeah
1: seems like it wants to be a blend of parts unknown and a game show like project runway or top chef yeah sure but about craft beer and i think that it doesn't do it does a decent job with the first part of that premise not a great job with the second part of that premise so the parts unknown part, you think they do a good job? I think of? they do an okay job. I don't think they do... I would say okay. I wouldn't I would say good. That, they that's do what I'm okay. saying. i think they do an okay job. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They do an okay job. Yeah. I think they, they do an okay job. I think they do a poor job with the second part of their premise of craft beer. Which,
2: in fairness, the second part's the primary part.
1: Exactly. Which, yeah. you know, my wife... I was talking to my wife about this, and she watched a couple of episodes Ooh, he's me. got a wife. Look my at this wife, guy. My wife it has
2: got a house and a patio and a yeah. wife. Look at this guy. <laughs> I
1: know. You want to see this contract, <laughs> don't you? I wish. So she said, she because she heard after our three recordings last week, she heard much of our criticism because we have like no soundproofing in our house at all. Sure. She's like, I don't understand why you guys were criticizing it so much. And I was like, well, beer nerds are probably going to be the primary, at least the first audience to this show. Yeah. And so it should focus a little more on, not the entirety, but a little more focus on beer attention to the beer and the product that's being produced that you're judging on. And I yeah, felt like Yeah, I think
2: I think Meg was very
1: lacking on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that especially when it came to more than one homebrewer, yeah. like there was almost no, there was always just like, mm, that's a good beer." Yeah. The only criticism across several episodes that I think we heard was especially the first guy, there was a guy named Kale in New Mexico that right. she complained about his pilsner not being filtered. Right. He was like, "Well, the guy has a small rig setup." I mean, what do you expect? You have him, then you have the guy that uh, had yeast on a log, and yeah.
2: then uh, you know you had the woman that had a, a Mexico flair to her stuff, yeah. and then you know the Hawaiian coconut porter. Um, you know, I'm missing one of them. Uh, I don't remember which one I'm missing. But well,
1: there was the Northern California guys in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yeah, uh, that's and, one I'm missing. Nick and Seamus with their all natural strawberry beer, and, and and all of those
2: criticisms were very weak. Very weak. Like. I'm not saying she needs to destroy everyone. You know, it's fair enough. You don't need to do that. But at the same time, give true critiques of what
1: a brewery would give if she was creating a new beer at Golden Road. And conversely, sometimes the reasons she selected those homebrewers were just mystifying as well. So I agree. For instance, um, there was in New York City. The guy that, first of all, the three contestants were an amateur hockey player, Chuck, and his friend, who made a black and red IPA. Right. And they barely gave them any acknowledgement. They were like, We're at a hockey game. Here's some beer. Oh, look, there's that guy's dick in a shower, and we're moving on. Yeah. Like, she never went back to them at all. There was this guy, Daily, in Brooklyn, and we should probably say this a long time ago. Spoiler alert. But, but, you know, there's gonna Eh, be some results in it. But uh, this is a guy who claims to be an anarchist. Who yeah, self-proclaimed anarchist. Self-proclaimed yeah. anarchist, but then wants to somebody, somehow be distributed by ABM Bev, Right. Which is just mystifying. Yeah, that's fake news. Then. And he brews, all of his beers are brewed with yeast, well, literally a log that he found in the park next to his house. Right. So it sits in the batch while it's fermenting. And, and, and she then picked him. She did. Uh, Conversely over them, right. Ashley, uh, yeah. from, also from New York City that she made a beer called Everything Bagel. It's an extra special bitter, which, by the way, they didn't even tell you what style of beer she was making. It was just called Everything Bagel. Yeah. And Meg seemed blown away by the fact that it actually tasted like a bagel. Right. But yet she went and picked Daly, who was a guy who probably well, – maybe it was – it might have been a damn good beer. But yeah. There was a lot of luck involved with that, as there is with a lot of beer, but a lot of it's science, too. As we yeah, as sure. yeah. said, it's equal parts science and art. Right. I mean, his beer – Maybe good, but when you think about scaling it up to production level, mm-hmm. maybe they can scrape some weest, yeast from that wood, but what other components does that log lend to the beer right. it's for flavor, you know? They, yeah, exactly. It's not like they yeah. can use a, a gigantor ray and scale up the log, <laughs> right. you know? It, I was just I was just mystified by that choice. Yeah, I agree. And then Yeah, you can't scale it. And then in Northern California, there was Rebecca, who was a scientist, who started a homebrew club called Queers Making Beers. She made a Kolsch. And then there was Nick and Seamus that lived up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. They had an awesome homebrew set up with yeah. their uh, strawberry beer. Which apparently uh, means a lot to her. I get, Yeah, apparently an that, awesome means, home that means more because she, her primary criticism of Rebecca in Berkeley was that she was disorganized. Right. And she seemed to love her kolsch. So I yep. don't understand the basis upon which she was judging these beers. It yeah, just,
2: I it was all based on the beer, not ancillary factors.
1: Yeah, it just it made... It didn't make much sense. I mean, Colorado understood it more. That was Jessica, uh, who she's the one that made beer with Latino ingredients. She, I understood
2: uh, it more, but she also quite enjoyed the Ginger Twins beer. She did, but I also
1: feel like she underserviced them at the same time. Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of the episodes were weighted way too much towards the ultimate victor.
2: Yeah. Well, plus at the end of it, she says she picked her. She's like, yeah, we need more women and, you know, having a Latina influence. That's yeah. great in the beer industry. I'm not disagreeing with that, but at the same time, is that really the ultimate reason to pick that beer? Like, it's yeah, supposed to be about would, what beer tastes the best, right? I, I would ass- I would assume that that's, that's the my price. assumption. Yeah, I would assume the premise because that's the. It, it's perfectly fine if that's who you end up with, and you say that's the best one, but because that's not what she said.
1: Is the beer? Is it more about the story or is it yeah. more about the product? Right. Every other, like your Project Runway is your top chefs. It's always about the product. It's not right. about the story. Right. The story is an after is an afterthought it's a bonus yeah exactly so i question was she thinking about the product or was she thinking about the story behind it for marketing purposes right i mean marketing she is seemed to important be about the story but, but a lot of times products will trump marketing they have the story right. behind it you know right it's a it's great if a story works out but it seemed like marketing was more yeah. Front of mind. yeah i agree so and the other thing was uh i appreciated the fact that overall that so she tried to give drop a little education like we used to try to do on the show. Yeah, sure. That's nice. Um, but, again, going back to the beer stuff, she would go to art museums and parties and clubs and bars and all that and show a lot more of the city than she would focus on the beer. Right. And she never – it's almost like the beer was a lot of times an afterthought. And we never got the yeah. story behind a beer. We never got the story of, like, why did they make this beer? What ingredients went in this beer? And I'm not exa- ac- asking for exhaustive detail. Sure. But on the, the BrewDog show, at least, right? they would at least tell you, like, they would throw up a chiron that would show, here's what we're putting in this beer for the city.
2: Yeah, I mean, in Colorado, they did a little bit. Because, you know, she said she's from Mexico. A and little bit. Brought some heritage and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
1: I get that. But, yeah, a lot of times, no, they didn't. I felt like it went a little bit better. Uh, it got a little bit better as time went on. but right. And I know like this is probably Meg's first broadcasting job. I True. get that. So it's growing into the job, much right. like our show, like it took us a while to find our way. And it True. may grow it may grow into a great show. But it's, it's
2: still not the great,
1: you know, but I also us, would but... not condemn anybody for hating our very first episode either. <laughs> yeah, our first sure. ten episodes. Or first one hundred episodes. Or this one, really. Or this one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. So all that led up to the finale and which was in Los Angeles. And that ended up with
2: I'm gonna go ahead and give an overall review and say finale
1: quite boring. Yeah, did they even? Oh, they got um Andy from New Mexico, right? Who looks like he's always so beaten. Yeah, does. He's like this 18 year old kid who looks like uh, he looks like Paul Dano, like a younger yep. version of Paul Dano. True. Yeah, he looks like he's always beaten down. They took Daly from Brooklyn, the anarchists, self-proclaimed anarchist. They took Nick and Seamus from Northern California. Yep. They took Jessica from Colorado, yep. who made the Latino beer. the Latino beer. beer, yep. They took the one brewing team from Hawaii. Yeah, Jim what are you doing? The Coconut Porter. Wahoo, yeah. The Coconut Belgian Blonde. Oh, sorry. Porter. Yeah. yeah, Belgian Blonde, yeah. And they flew them all to Los Angeles to the Golden <laughs> Road Brewing, and they the entire last episode focused on... The judging that, competition.
2: The last episode was all the judges and then a bunch of people who were at Golden Road yeah, tasting it and talking
1: about A bunch it. of randos. It was not unlike the setup yeah. at a lot of the uh, Top Chef events where they have they have restaurant wars and you have a bunch yeah. of randos coming in to taste the food and you have the yeah. judges giving the ultimate verdicts. I except don't care in, about
2: randos, though. That's my whole thing.
1: Except in the end, the only one that mattered was Meg's decision. Right. She got input from all these people. but Yep. So... Her panel of beer judges beside herself was Tito from Dope and Dank. Never heard of him. Nope. Uh, Marina, a professional beer tender from Los Angeles. Nope. And Liam, who's a brewer at Golden Road Brewing. Sure. Now, I will say. And
2: whatever she wants to pick for that. That's fine. That's
1: fine. Whatever. I will say, was it just me or the fact that Liam was like, oh, my. He's from Australia. G'day, mate. (laughs) crocodile, throw shrimp on the body. A lot of shrimps on the body. yeah. He used to be an opera singer, mate. Yeah. And he, like, acted all shy when Meg was like, oh, why don't you sing something? And he had to, like, sing. That seemed like a total ham-fisted... It was, yeah. ...produced moment. It was
2: stupid, yeah.
1: And then, conversely, when Daly comes out later and is like, oh, by the way, I'm an opera singer, too. And then they throw out some, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Some puccini or whatever. Yeah. It just seemed totally ham Like, an unnecessary... I mean... If I were the non-cynical viewer that I am, maybe I would appreciate it more. But it seemed totally ham-fisted.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and to me, they didn't really offer... A lot of their critique didn't have much to do with the beer. Again, that was my other problem. Like, a lot of it was, oh, I really respect where you came from. I really respect who this was that did this. I would say, conversely, there wasn't much critique. Yeah. There was a lot of pleasantries. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, well, what they considered critique. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Like, oh, I really respect your origin. I really respect this and that. Which is fine. You know, craft beer, if you want to say it needs to be more diverse, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. probably does. But at the same time... That's not really the point of the show, right? Yeah. I mean, I thought the point of the show was, let's go to all these locations, find the best beer, put all the best beers from all those locations together, and then yeah. say, this is the best beer of the best, right. and that's what we're going to brew. Not, well, this happens to be the best beer of the most diverse person we could pick up here, which, again, I'm not anti-having a diverse person. Yeah. That's not my that's not what I'm saying. But that's not really, to me, that kind of negates the point of the show. Like It's supposed to be about, like you said, Let's taste these five beers. Uh, Meg should be able to be blindfolded, taste five beers, and say yeah. this is the best one yeah. because it's the best beer. That, that's what we're doing here, right? You know, I, I don't know.
1: No, I agree. That,
2: that's one of my biggest problems with the there show. There was very little criticism. And very, extra, very many extra factors factored into the show, and that annoyed me.
1: And frankly, like I hate to keep going back to this to Top Chef, but or Project Runway, like they may praise them, but they also offer critique. And when you get into this field. You have to realize. Think about the BJCP. Think about right. you know all the festivals where they do yeah. judging's. It's part of the game. Sure. And so I understand it's hard. It's probably very difficult to criticize somebody's product to their face, but that's part of the format. That's part of the show. Yeah, I and totally they agree. Should have at least offered something. Maybe not about every beer. There may have been some just standouts there, absolute standouts. Sure. But the only one that they really offered any criticism about was I think it was Andy's beer for not being hoppy enough. Yeah. Or something. And then. You know, Meg even says at one point that she beat up Andy so much that they had to go to some dude who was at the brewery every day at Golden Road every single day to uh-huh. offer him praise. Yeah, so I, I thinking, remember that. Yeah. Where is this criticism? Like, who's this guy? Who's this rando that just yeah. shows up to drink Golden Road beer every day? So, where's the criticism? Did it all end up on the cutting room floor? Apparently. Why? 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 I mean, yeah. Because, uh, frankly, I've learned a lot of through watching Top Chef. I've learned a lot about recipes about what they should not be. Sure. You know, you learn, sometimes you learn through negativity, yep. through criticism, construction. It doesn't have to be like Simon Cowell and beating you up verbally, but right. you can be constructive yeah. at the same time and not be insulting. And there was none of that here. I agree. And at the end, so the, the last moments where Meg consults, you know, they, every beer, they take a rando praiseworthy comment from the crowd. Yeah. And then the last minute was Meg conferring with her panel, and getting who all
2: it, had different answers who all had exactly yeah. they all had
1: different opinions they all liked a different beer right and then she just like all right i'm gonna take none of them said did anyone say jessica no
2: she just yeah. picked jessica she just picked yeah. jessica
1: at, yeah. yeah without anybody else liking
0: that Yep.
2: other people mentioned it saying i mean during their critique and saying yeah it's pretty it's pretty interesting it has some different flavors yeah. and all that which again it was all like 100 percent positive critique it wasn't really like nah this kind of sucks here you know which to me, I really think this this show should be more like that. Like, yeah, you really need to step your game up here. You need to step your game up here. Not, it's not clear enough, so I don't yeah. like it. Or don't be so know. disorganized. Yeah, that exactly. Can be fixed. Yeah. So, what would you say your overall rating the show is? Uh, Will
1: you watch season two? Well, that yeah, that's really the ultimate question. Well, I keep watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it again just to see how it evolves. See if it gets better. Me too. Because there's definitely room to grow. Like. Meg is very dry both tonally which I think she could use some emphasis and yeah. she has a very dry wit which I think I, Meg has potential I think she has potential She's not there yet though. She just needs to go to inflection school. Right. And you know take some broadcasting classes. I mean she's got enough money she could probably take the time to take some go learn with Ken yeah. Bachman or whatever. True. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting. I think it's got potential. I think Me too. I think it just it needs, it's kind of low energy. I think it needs a little bit more energy. A little bit attention to the beer nerd. I think you told me it's very Jeb Bush. <laughs> exactly. Please clap. Yeah. And, you know, we don't need exhaustive detail of stuff, but... Uh, right. will get a little more nerdy about it. Yeah. And, you know, Meg needs to talk about... When she's tasting a beer, she needs to talk about, what is she tasting? Other than just, yeah, it's good. See,
2: that's my biggest critique, too, is this is a show that is for beer nerds. Like... <clears throat> Your wife, my wife—they're not going to watch the show. Yeah, people don't give a shit about beer. Yeah, um, they're not going to watch it. So they seem to try to kind of trend away from being too beer nerdy. Yeah, but I kind of think they should embrace that because that's who's going to watch
1: it. I think they should walk the line. Like, yeah. do city stuff, cultural stuff—that's fine. Yeah, but we well, that in too. But also, yeah. but you can also rope in the casual viewer with right. technical stuff. You don't you don't true. as long as you're not beating people over the head with it. Can, yeah, true. You can make it an interesting show. And there's no yeah, problem. I agree. That. Yeah. So yeah, they need to they need to work on that as well. So yeah, I'll watch it again. I would probably give the show as it is two point seven five out of five because it needs work, but it's got potential. Yeah, I get that. Um for
2: me I'd probably give it uh probably give it a three out of five. I think it's it's very neutral to a little bit better than neutral. Yeah. And I think it's got potential. And it's nice to see a beer show that's on, I don't know if you call Viceland a major network. But, you know... A, I would say extremely minor. A, a decent <laughs> size no Yeah, yeah. Like, a, you know, a network
1: with potential. So I'll yeah. put it that... I'll call Vice. I'll call Viceland that. Which I am surprised, um, by the way, to see Vice partnering with AB and Bev to do a show. Yeah, I know. Considering they're sort of the indie hipster channel. True, yeah. I mean, I realize they all need money. They right, money they do, Going, yeah. So I get it, but... Yep. And if you don't, if by the way, if you don't know the gold, because they never mention AB explicitly throughout the show. Right. Thundercast. (laughs) Yeah. They, every so often, they'll they'll like zoom in on a close-up of a keg that has the AB and Bev logo emblazoned on it. Yeah, I noticed that too, yeah. Yeah, it's got potential. I was really disappointed in a lot of factors. Yeah, me too. And I think it's got a ways to go before it's stellar. I think it's a good first start. Yeah. I think he's got potential.
2: Yeah, it's a good first start. But it's yeah, a good first it's, start. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, if we don't die, we'll do another episode yeah. of this show.
1: <laughs> if we don't get hit by lightning.
2: <laughs> I forgot to say we're actually out on the deck.
1: <clears throat> we should have been. <laughs> With metal rods in our arms. Yeah, hands. exactly. Yeah,
2: Major thunderstorm coming through, but yeah, we're out there on the deck, of course. <music>
1: Well, thanks for listening to episode 102 of BrewBloods, the very special Beerland episode. You're welcome, plain black tea, Mark. (laughs) You're welcome, other (laughs) black, non-black tea, graphic print tea, Dustin. Uh, Do us a favor. If you have any feedback on the show, you can email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com, or you can call us at 469-573-BEER. It's 469-573-2337. Or you can always... Find us on Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash Brewbloods. Please upvote us. Up, we are on. Uh, please clap. We're yeah. on all the social networks: Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, we have the weekly Brews News email at, uh, that comes out every single Friday. That's marked, baby. Most Fridays, at least when I'm not feeling lazy, it's a. Yeah. When
2: well, he doesn't feel lazy, because I don't do anything with it.
1: It's a wrap up of uh, the week's yeah. beer news, at least stuff that I find interesting. Right. And we will never ever sell your email address. I will. Also, uh, do us a favor, and if you have a friend that. Uh, Likes podcasts, likes beer. Point them our way. Tell them about brew sure, We not. would appreciate yeah. it. That's the most important thing you should ever do. Just point everything Mark's worth. Also, keep listening to us. But yeah, yourself, exactly. But yeah, That's the most important. important yeah. So, for Dustin and Mark. For Mark, I'm Dustin. Probes. Probes.
2: Probes. Probes. Double probes. Probes. Probes.